Hey everybody, Tanner here. Before we get into the episode, we just want to put a little disclaimer in front of things. Um, for some of the episodes we have, we had some technical difficulties. It was the first time we tried recording audio on two tracks, which we're still not sure if we want to do two tracks or one track or four tracks. We're a mess, guys. It's beautiful. The point being that we lost the audio for one half of one of the episodes or several sessions. One of the sessions, several episodes, that we're professionals. We're, we're Ryan is giving me such shady eyes right now. Stop trying to make this seem professional, man. We're doing this in my living room. <laughs> the, the combination living room, dining room, kitchen. Yes. It's beautiful. The point being, um, this is an episode that's going to have some real funky audio. It is a Franken cast edited together through several tracks. And over, several months. Yeah, and several months of us trying to course correct. We cut out, we retcon stuff. You're probably thinking, Tanner, wouldn't it have been easier just to redo the entire session? Well, yes, it would have been. But we are absolute weapons who didn't check to see if we had the audio until several sessions after this. So rather than having to scrap essentially 10 hours worth of roleplaying, we decided to reconstruct what happened so that the stuff that happened afterwards does not get retconned into the void. Sock puppets. <laughs> vendors are packing up but you do see one girl that you kind of recognize but you don't really recognize but you kind of recognize her uh who is that and she hears her and she turns to look and you realize you, you have to look close but you realize oh that's the fortune teller girl <laughs> but she looks very different because the stringy hair is gone and she's wearing like normal person clothes like, her hair, actually, it's, like, red with some blonde streaks. Regardless, I find Julian. Ah! <laughs> and she kind of sighs, and she walks over to the guys. Hey, um, I'm sorry if I spooked you guys out the other day. How did your tent disappear? Oh, oh, that's up to this guy. And then a little black and red Pokemon just all of a sudden pops into existence on top of her head. Oh! Pokedex! Yeah. I'm shaking my Pokedex. <laughs> I still haven't gotten enough I just like yet. grab his wrist so it like. kind of like. Uh, stop shaking so much. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. To protect themselves from danger, they hide their true identities by transforming into people and Pokemon. So was it you that gave us the fortunes, or was oh, it no, just Zora? It was, it was definitely me, but thanks to Zora's loose abilities, we were able to kind of pop in and out of certain spots. It kind of just adds to the mystique. Oh, okay. I mean, that sure isn't affected. You really scared my friend here. Yes, you did. I am sorry about that, but some, listen, some <laughs> visions do get really intense. <laughs> you look way different. Oh yeah, it's, again, it's the whole hexamaniac witch mystique 
I just throw on the wig, some weird robes, put up the tent. It's, I mean, if I walked up to you and said, Hi, what up? My name's Cassandra, and in about three weeks, you're gonna be attacked by a deli bird. Like, no one's gonna believe me like that. But if I go like this, and then all of a sudden, Zora disappears, and all of, like, the wig and the the cloak and the tent all of a sudden reappear in front of you guys, in three weeks, beware, a deli bird approaches, and it brings ill tidings. And then it all disappears. See, that's the kind of stuff you believe. I assume, like, Gabe's just on the ground, like, cowering. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm now beginning to realize things, like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm being disillusioned now. It was all, it was fucking Chris Angel here. <laughs> oh, freak. Oh, no, the, my, my visions are very real. Okay. As I then begin to flinch again. I mean, well, I don't know if it's going to be three weeks necessarily. I definitely see deli birds in your future. <laughs> uh, I got Pearl Learn Rock Throw. That's gonna be handy. Anyways, I'm sorry. I should probably introduce myself like this. I'm Cassandra. Nice to meet you. I'm Julian. Yes, likewise. I'm a lot more. What's your okay. Name? Oh. I don't bite. <laughs> Gabe. Um, I'm Belle. Nice to meet you, Belle. I hope those. Pokemon don't... Oh, no, I had a really good pun for this. Oh, I give him a second. Deli Bird Tidings. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. You'll make better puns in the future. Yes! I mean, it was a lot better than the one I did. <laughs> this is true. I could have warned you. Could have. But you didn't. But I didn't. Because I foresaw three months ago... And I just had bigger things on my plate than your terrible pun. I guess. <sighs> Anyways. Anyways, I should probably finish packing up. Yeah, we'll leave you to the rest of your packing, but uh, it's nice seeing you again. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll cross paths again. I mean, most of these vendors, we're basically just traveling the whole country this year. That's what everyone's doing, so that there's always different shops popping up. Hmm. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm I'm sure our paths will cross again. Well, I mean, I know if they'll cross again, but I'm not going to give everything away. <laughs> and then she walks off, and then she stops, and she turns to look at you guys closer. And then she just kind of shakes her head, and you hear her say, No, it's, it's not time yet. I don't know, I guess we weren't paying attention to that. Were we? Do you want to be? Roll perception to pay attention. Sure. <laughs> Wait. Five. Nine. Five. So ten. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So yeah, you all heard that. Okay. So from this, you can probably just infer that like she knows something about your guys' future. But she's keeping it from you for your sake. Hmm. Hey, Gabe, remember when you got your reading? What yes. was it? Again. Oh. Out of character. I can't remember. <laughs> I know it was very oh, ominous. It's like you're destined for something. I, I'm destined for something. Huh. 
Yeah, no, yeah. She said something about me being destined for something. So it has been weighing me down for a bit, and I don't know what exactly that means. And that is pretty ominous and vague. I'm not sure what you really <laughs> go off of that. She said that I'm going to have close friends, but I but there's going to be enemies who are closer. And that's kind of what ended up happening. So that became a lot more true than we expected. Yeah. It certainly it certainly sounds like the stuff you read in horoscopes. I'm a Taurus. Yeah, that's things are a lot more accurate than I ever gave you credit for. So I suppose we'll find out what these means in in the in the future, the yeah. coming future. Last minute prep. You know we should try and find some revives. Just because we're loaded up on <laughs> on <laughs> potions, uh, but some revives would probably be a good investment. That was another reason I didn't buy revives. I dropped all my money on potions. <laughs> By the time I use up these potions, the, our Pokemon's HP should be at the point where we don't need potions anymore and need to move up to super potions. Yeah, our, oh, our is 300. About 300? No. Oh. Yeah, oh, that's not bad. I'll buy three revives from whoever sells them. Okay, so you're at the marked... You pick out three revives, and then as you do, on the other side of the uh, of the shelf from the other aisle, you lock eyes with the shopkeeper. If you buy five revives, we can throw in a revival or with this coupon, and he shoves his arm through. Hmm. <laughs> How much is a? Oh wait, three twelve. It will be nine hundred for. Her. So. Five, that would be 15. Hmm. Hmm. And then his other arm sneaks through, and you'd get another stamp. <laughs> that would get me more coupons. You got a deal. All right. And so you exchange the monies. <laughs> you put your card through the, uh, the wall. Well, not the wall, but like the rack. And he stamps it and hands it back. All right. Now, I do want to remind you that because they're delivered by Delibird, we don't actually know when they'll show up. Oh, delivered by Delibird. Okay. Uh, here's my number. Notify me when they have arrived. Oh, no. It'll find you. Oh, okay. <sighs> okay. Sorry, you guys. Are you guys going to keep exploring the city? Are you going to rest up? Or are you going to go right to the gate? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What time would it be in in this situation? Uh, it'd probably be like 3 p.m.? Okay. Got plenty of time. Uh, screw it. Well, why don't we head to, the, uh, head to the gate? You arrive at the Orberg Gate. Melvin has had a chance to put his sign into the ground outside it. And it's basically, like, the outside is mostly a cliff face, but you can see, like Indy pointed out, the remains of what was probably battlements many a year or a century ago. So this mountain was like a fortress. Pretty much, yeah. Jesus. 
And but there is a big tunnel going through, and it's not a long tunnel. You can actually even see some light at the end of it already coming out the other side on the other route. But as you enter, you also see plenty of other winding paths and corridors. You can see some filigree that remains on the wall. There's some walls that have like torch holders already built in. Then people have very kindly put torches in there, so there's a lot of light around here. Okay. And I assume there's some sort of entrance on the side to like go into the mountain, more or less? Like Yeah. Yeah. There's like there's side corridors that yeah. go off. Alright, bust out that map. <laughs> So, where do we go to go up? <laughs> Alright, so, what do I see in the map? What's the most direct route that it can give me? Well, it's all very winding, and they've tried to... Like, there are several of Indy's personal notes on there as well. So, like, you can see some paths that go up, and they seem to go, like, to the highest point, but then there's some stairs x out, and it says, very careful, loose stones. And then you see another one, it doesn't go as high... And it's also very windy, so it seems like you'd have to go back and forth quite a bit. You see one that does seem like a direct route, but it also doesn't go quite as high. But there's also some question marks next to it, and there's, like, dead-end possible cave-in unexplored. Hmm. Hmm. Well, uh... Let's take probably the safer route, the one that's windy. The windiest of the routes. So you guys are going up one of the tunnels, heading up one of the corridors. Um, hey, you find it's actually very dark. Like, there's no ambient light going on at all. You can hear some stuff, but, like, you're not sure what it is. Do you want to roll perception? Yeah, let's roll perception. I've 15. Mm, 15? Yep. <laughs> Jeez, even with three dice, I did terribly. Five. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. so, Belle and Julian, you guys don't really notice anything. Uh, Gabriel, you can hear some soft noises coming from above. And as you look up, you see that the ceiling is just swimming with all manner of Pokemon. I nudge the other two and point up. Uh, oh. I shine a light up there. Nope. <laughs> so when you do that, you guys see three different kinds of Pokemon. You see one that is just a little blue bat with doesn't have any visible eyes, but it has a really big mouth. You see another purple bat that has these really big ears. And you see another blue fluffy bat that seems to be just all head. <laughs> hmm. Pokedex. <laughs> Noibat, the sound wave Pokemon. They live in pitch black caves. Their enormous ears can emit ultrasonic waves of 200,000 hertz. Woobat, the bat Pokemon. Its habitat is dark forests and caves. It emits ultrasonic waves from its nose to learn about its surroundings. Zubat, the bat Pokemon. While flying, it constantly emits ultrasonic waves from its mouth to check its surroundings. Capable of flying safely in dark places, it uses its cries to check for any obstacles. 
Okay, so we should probably play this quietly, boys. Yeah. Yeah, um, what volume was your Pokedex at when you were Pokedexing? Max. They, <laughs> they actually don't seem too disturbed. Most of them are either sleeping or just kind of lounging about. And you just hear soft noises coming from like, zoo, zoo, zoo. Let's try and uh, walk away from this before they do wake up. Okay, and I'm going to have you roll a stealth. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I got got a (laughs) ten. I got snake eyes. I got um, a seven. Okay, so... I'm trying to hush everybody to make sure they don't wake up. Guys, you gotta be quiet! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so as Belle and Julian start sneaking forward, I feel like Gabriel just kind of goes too quickly and completely bowls over the two of you. And as you guys are running out, this just swarm of bats begins swooping down at you and fluttering all around the place. Do you want to try and fight them or catch them, or are you just trying to get out of there? I'm I'm running. I also bring out a uh pearl pearl. That's the world word I was looking for. Sableye! And she even gets kind of taken aback by all the bats. And she starts just randomly swatting at them. Sableye! Sableye! Pearl, the way! <laughs> and she she looks forward with her elf eyes. <laughs> and also, I uh, I guess I'm trying to stay on the map. So I'll roll focus. All right. Focus on the map and find the right way. <laughs> That looks like a big focus. It is a big focus. <laughs> Get focused. Big board focus. <laughs> Fifteen. Yeah, so your eyes are glued to the map. And you know that, like, to get to where you were trying to go and not end up falling down a hole or something, you need to get go right. Head right! All right. All right, will you follow and I, you can see this, like, faint green light ahead of you as Pearl's <laughs> eyes are glowing. <laughs> and she scampers down, and she, like, skids to a stop, and she looks right and left. And then she scurries left. And then, turn her. And then, no, <laughs> and, then, and then quickly she come, goes right, but you can see her. She's holding a cool rock above her head. <laughs> <laughs> as as we, I get to the intersection, I, I realize, like, oh, I need a flying type. I quickly 360, and I just randomly just hurl a ball at the core. At the horde of bats coming at us. Roll that d20. 14. And it bumps against one of them. Doop. 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 Ding! Yes! And immediately, I follow the other two. And you, the, the ball just kind of whizzes back to your yeah. hand. It's got that sweet boomerang technology. <laughs> Don't know how they made that. That seems incredible. <laughs> But yeah, you're so able- we're running, running, and running, running, and, and running, 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 and running, 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 running,
And you ran Zubats, Zubats, and Wubats, Wubats, and no bats, no bats. But you ran, you ran so far away from this flock of bats. <laughs> oh, there's another bat, a flock of Zubats. It, it would actually be a flock of Wingles. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Nah. Oh, they're um, still chasing us. And they are. They are still chasing you, and you come across what seems like a dead end. What the fuck, Matt? <laughs> um, you got roll perception to see if you can figure out a way out of this pickle. Big roll what? Perception. Six. God damn it. That's um, a four. I... Fifteen. Okay. So, Julian, Gabriel, you guys are looking around. You think you see uh, an exit that maybe it caved in, but maybe you can move the rocks. But, Belle, you see this torch coming out of the wall. I mean, it's not lit. It has, there are people who haven't been here for hundreds of years. But it looks like it actually is attached to something movable. Okay, I grab it. You know, I think if we move these rocks, then uh, we might be able to. And uh, while the lads are distracted, while the lads are distracted, Bell pulls on that torch, and immediately Bell is falling. Ah! Hey, do you hear something? Uh, Yeah, when you guys turn around, whatever trapdoor she fell down has is closed up right again. What? What? Where'd you go, Bell? Bell. Um. Alright. I pull it. Whee! Down here, pull the lever! <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah! So you all leave the zoo bats behind, and you're going down. And... Also what we were planning on <laughs> and Belle, you fly out the tube and you land with the thud. Ow! Julian and Gabriel. You also land with a pair of thuds. <laughs> and then you look around, and Bell, you realize you're on your own. As far as you know, the other guys are still up there. Because Julian and Gabe, you don't see Bell anywhere in the room you ended up in either. And then you hear a voice. It's a woman's voice, though. What? Oh my god. Did somebody else find this place too? And... Uh, a girl walks out from down the hall. She's holding a flashlight. She has long, beautiful blonde hair tied together in a red scrunchie, and she's wearing a red blazer. Ugh, I can't believe it. I've been searching for so long, and you just stumble into this room? Come on. Um, I'm... Does your name happen to be Heather? Oh my gosh, yes! Are you a fan? Oh, this is so much fun! And she takes her hand. Oh, I'm so glad that a fan was able to find me in this deep, dank dungeon. I will always hope that when my Instagram followers would meet me in real life and be able to help me out of a real-life bind. And now it's finally happening. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> so, what are you doing down here? Oh, you must not have seen my latest post. 
I'm looking for these really awesome pieces of jewelry that people have been saying are hidden in this like this hidden part of the Orberg Gate. I was looking all over the place. I didn't even have a map. And then I found this secret chamber. And at first I was like, oh, yes, this is wonderful. I'm finally going to get my treasures. But I haven't been able to find anything, including a way out. Okay. So Bell's just going to like start shuffling away? Oh, no, no, come here. You can help me. And she reaches out to grab your arm. Oh, great. Okay, um, maybe, maybe if we work together, we can find our way out. Yay! And as you follow her, we'll quickly cut over to Gabe and Julian. Well, I think we got bamboozled by the tunnel. I, I couldn't tell with that slide too much what's going on. Maybe there's separate paths that the slide goes down. I... Maybe. Well... We're one problem gone, and with the new one arise, I suppose we must, must, you know, venture through and try yeah. to find Bell, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And I don't think this place is even on the map. <laughs> well, it could be, but you're not sure where you are. Yeah. Yeah, so. You should see if you can find some landmarks or something? Yeah, uh, I guess roll perception. Yeah. You want to roll that too? Yeah. Let's try and get our bearings, man. Oh boy. Got 16. I got a four. <laughs> so, Julie, you just stare at the map really hard. <laughs> and then, Gabriel, you glance at the map and you see a picture of a Zubat. And then you look up and you see the same picture of a Zubat on the wall beside you guys. Hey, you see that Zubat? What? What? Look. Oh. Look. Now look over there. Oh, okay, 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 I, I get, okay, so we're here, and how off course are we? You're like one basement level below the main floor where you came in. Okay, so we're actually not that bad off. Hmm. Well, Belle's a tough girl, so I think, she, if anything, she'll probably find us before we find her. Yeah. But that should stop us from time to find her. Yes, keep on moving. Where's the path lead from out of the zoo bathroom? Uh, on the map. Oh, on the map? It just. You would like you're going back to the winding part? Uh, yeah, I guess that's what we're gonna try and do. So what would just keep kind of snaking upwards? Okay, so basically we just drop down. Yeah. I wonder how deep Bell went. Yeah, Let's... I guess. Keep on, keep on rocking. And so we cut back to Belle and Heather. And Heather is dragging you around by the arm. She's waving her flashlight in seemingly random directions. And she just won't stop talking about herself. And you know, I didn't start this quest to become a famous, beautiful Pokemon trainer. But if people can't handle battling me, then that's on them. Even though really my heart is on contest and I've already won three ribbons, which is quite a feat when you think about it because some people at my age, they're only able to win around two at least. But you know, I just can't help it if I'm prettier than most people. Um, I rolled perception to see if there's anything, like anything about any way to get out of here. Uh, I got a seven. 
Okay, so you don't see any way out, but you do see a corridor that you guys seem to have walked past, and Belle doesn't seem to have noticed. Uh, how about we go down here? Oh, I didn't even see this way. Maybe there is something down here. Do you think it's treasure? Sure. And so you guys head down the corridor. It comes out into a more open room. And in the back of the room, there's a big stone treasure chest. So I guess I shine my flashlight on on it and go, huh, there's a big stone treasure chest. (gasps) Yes, this is exactly what I was looking for. And so Heather runs over. Are you going to join her to see what she finds? Sure, to keep her out of trouble. (laughs) Okay, so she opens up the chest and she, she reaches in and then she pulls her hand back. Ow! There's something sharp in there. And she's got some blood coming off her fingers and she sticks it in her, she sticks it in her mouth to suck on them. And on top of it, you see a sword. There's a sword in there. And I, would Belle already know what this is? Probably not. She, well, you or, could roll yeah. a cult to oh, see yeah. if she does. Uh, let's see, my cult is... That one didn't count! Uh, seven. So, you think that this might be something you've heard of, something Pokemon-related, that some Pokemon resemble swords. Would I share this with Heather? Probably not. If you don't want to say yeah. anything, that's fine. Yeah, so I'm... I got my flashlight on this sword, and I go, Huh, what does Heather do? She just grabs the sword, Well, this just looks like junk, and she whips it behind her. Oh, shit. But she's not even caring, because she looks further in, Yes, here they are! And she pulls out this beautiful, stunning necklace of rubies, and immediately ties it around her neck. Oh my gosh, look, don't, don't they just look the greatest on me? Sure, I'm paying more attention to that uh, sword that she threw out. Alright, so she threw it, but you never heard it land. Uh-oh. And then when you turn around, you see a bright blue glowing eye open up in the darkness. Heather, I think we got some problems. And then you hear the scraping sound of a clay-sharpened sword being drawn from its sheath. Home. Let's cut back to Julian and Gabe. <laughs> Just mulzing our way around. It's like it's like uh, in a Peanuts cartoon. I'm just like, oh no, I'll have Pearl out for. No wait, actually no, Krabby's leading, and then like uh, Gabe following, and then I'm following Gabe. <laughs> and you're dragging Pearl by the hand. Yeah. And a lot of the bats have dispersed, so you actually have an easier time getting through that one passageway. And now you reach the part with the trap door. Are you going to try and go down, or do you want to see if you can find another way up? Well, if we keep trying to go down, we might get... There might be even more passageways, and we'll just get more and more lost. So probably not going down is our best option. Well, that's the, the problem is, is we don't know if she is going to keep going down or if she's going to come back up. That's the problem. 
do we keep going down and then risk her coming up and then waiting for us or going further ahead of us or do we go up and hope that she's going up too? Well, knowing her, she's probably trying to get up. Yeah. Uh, if not, she's probably dealing with some sort of ominous threat of maybe maybe some sort of ghost type. Hopefully it's not some sort of yeah. ghost sword. That would be, that would be yeah. messed up, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This Hopefully we're going to encounter someone down there who may not be pervy to those kind of uh, situations. Maybe if we have, like, the flashlight out while we go down, we'll see, like, the split in the path. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll take the right one. And then yeah, I suppose we could take the, the slide again and maybe, yeah, end up in a new location. Hopefully. I don't know. Let's try that. Yeah. So I got the flashlight out. And... I don't know, I guess, like, Gabe's holding me yeah. with the, uh, <laughs> gonna slide on down. Oh, and, and for this time, I'm gonna return Krabby that way. Krabby doesn't fall down a yeah, separate hole. Yeah, Yeah. Return. Alright. Pull the leather! <laughs> Wrong lever! Okay, both of you roll focus. Oh, Damn! That is a 15. Okay, and you both remember that the tube kind of curved to the left when you went down, and with the flashlight out you can see a path going left and a path going right. Let's go right! right. (laughs) Then you down, you fly out the other side, (laughs) and you land just in time to hear... And a girl with beautiful long blonde hair and a red scrunchie and a red blazer flinging a ruby necklace around in one hand. And then she's got a little blue Pokemon in the other. And she's like, come on, do something. Use a pound, use a bubble, do something sharp. Bep, 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 bep. Oh my God, more people. What even is going on? I was about to say the same thing. Ow. you're on me! Oh, sorry. Didn't, I knew this didn't feel like oh, cave rock. Ow. Hey, bro, what's going on? Um, hi, this is Heather, and uh, we got a haunted situation going on. There's this sword chasing us, and it's being a huge dick just because I found this sweet new necklace. What? Wait. It probably belongs to him, Heather! Or it! I don't know! Give Cave it necklaces <laughs> and floating swords. And then, it's yes, said floating sword just spins past the girls right in your guys' direction. Duh! Well, this is how I go. Uh, it's nice knowing you, Gabe. <laughs> I immediately dive. <laughs> <sighs> Actually, I feel like Gabe would grab Julian and yank him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's more realistic. Stop being a fatalistic millennial, Julian. <laughs> no, it's part of my character. <laughs> and it stops him in air, and then it spins, and it really doesn't have a face, but it's glaring at you, you guys feel like. Anyway, we are this. We swear to God. Did you get the feeling it's staring at you, even though it doesn't have eyes? I mean, it has an eye. Okay? We got lost. 
And it begins floating towards you. Not necessarily menacingly, but it's still not really pleased that you've disturbed it. I hope it gets um, the point. Yeah. Um, it, okay. Now it is threateningly pointing at Gabriel. <gasps> I didn't say anything. I'm sorry. Yeah, you keep quiet. <laughs> um, okay. Honet, we're really sorry for disturbing you. We didn't mean to. We got lost. Um, got chased by Zubats. Um, Crap dinner, I don't know what else to do! Um, we'll roll a charm or a command, or even an occult, I feel like, could work. Um, which one is better because my charm is, um, yeah. <laughs> I can help you with that. Oh, I don't even shit. think you can help her with that. <laughs> I think I might just keep my charm at one. <laughs> All right. Ooh, uh, twelve and four is sixteen. That's a real good occult. <laughs> so as you're looking at the hone edge, you feel this kind of heaviness between the two of you, and then you can kind of see this shadowy aura around it, and if you squint. It kind of looks humanoid, but not really. And the Hone Edge, it seems to all of a sudden become more comfortable with you, and it's slowly floating towards you. And this time it's much more passive. It seems it's open to negotiation, I guess, would be the best way. It feels like as it grows closer, you yeah. can kind of get a sense of its emotions. It feels angry and startled and also a little bit lonely. You've been down here a while, haven't you? Honedge. And it reaches out with the blue tassel. Um, I guess I reach out my hand. And as soon as it's close enough, the tassel just grabs and wraps around your wrist and pulls the hilt into your hand. And then, like, there's a flash in your mind. And you're, you're in the middle of a battlefield. There are people yelling. You can hear the clash of swords against armor. There's fire. There's the shouts of people and po Pokemon alike being hurt, being killed, potentially. And right in front of you, there's someone bearing down on you with an axe. And they swing... And then you're back in the cave with the other three people. You all right, Belle? What the fuck just happened? Um, I I let go right there, and I'm like, holy fuck. Um, what does the Honage do next? It's just floating in front of you. It's like it's waiting to see how you react to that. That was... That was intense. Um, I, I look at the Honedge and I'm like, you don't want to stay here down here, do you? Honedge. And it shakes its hilt, I guess. <laughs> do you want to... You okay with coming with me and the boys? And it bobs up and down excitedly. Okay. So, I grab an empty Pokeball and I'm like... 
Okay, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this is how um, you just boop this and <laughs> you uh, join us. And so it kind of hovers in front of the Pokeball. It's trying to figure it out. And um, then. <laughs> I, I point to the little button. <laughs> <laughs> and it unsheaths itself again. And it slices at the ball. <laughs> but it hits the button and opens up and. That was a pretty sharp catch. And the Pokeball bursts open, and the Honedge, like, throws itself and impales itself in the stone wall right beside Gabriel's head. No. Also beside my head. Not a fan. Of comedy, I imagine. Okay. Why did you off. tell it a pun? Why did you tell it a pun? <laughs> the shaking game. I'm sorry, it's a coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Have a good day. He made so hard with the pun. You almost got killed for it. <laughs> so yeah, you've caught a hoed edge. Uh, you can check your Pokedex to see stuff about it. Which I do. Delete, delete, Honedge, the sword Pokemon. Apparently, this Pokemon is born when a departed spirit inhabits a sword. If anyone dares grab its hilt. It wraps a blue cloth around that person's arm and drains their life force completely. You don't feel like you've been drained at all, have you? No. I mean, you ain't oh. dead. So I look back up at the hot edge and I'm like, Wait, you must really trust me or something. Oh, and it is a lad. It is a male hot edge. Okay. What is a very good sword name for, for the hot edge? Okay, I know I got a theme going, but I'm gonna break that theme for the Hollen Edge because epicness. I'm gonna call Hollen Edge Sigurd after the Dragon Slayer from Germanic mythology. That is a good name, and now I'm probably gonna have to have him fight a dragon. Excuse me, at some point. Dragon type. <laughs> There's plenty of those. There's plenty. Actually, oh, I know exactly when this can happen. No. <laughs> I'm using Future Sight right now. <laughs> so uh, while you're reading that, you. I hear this loud whine. Oh, yeah, you. <laughs> what is even going on here? I just wanted to get some sweet jewelry. Now I've got ghost swords attacking me, and this girl is having flashbacks, and I think she lied about following me on Pokestagram, and you guys just fell out of the ceiling, and only one of you is cute. What? Okay. Uh, who's the key? And then she stomps <laughs> up to Gabriel. How are we even going to get out of here? Um, we still have a map, right? Yeah, we got a map. Yeah. Pull it out. So, examining the map, this little basement area that you're in, it's not on the map. But you see where you were when you had found the trapdoor that sent you down here? The other one in the... And you can also see some spots where they had been marked as you can't get through because there's rubble blocking the way. But you think that if you follow this correctly, you might be able to find a spot where you can get out and break through from the other side. Break, break on, on to the other side. To the other side. Yeah. 
Get back onto the grid. Yeah, per- yeah. back on the beat. Uh, <laughs> but but as for where you are now, you kind of just have to keep wandering around until you find a spot that might have some kind of other exit. We're not too far off from where we can get out, guys. So let's just wander around and try and find a point of reference on here. Actually, as you're looking at the map, uh, Sigurd floats over and regards the map. And then all of a sudden just points in a direction and zips off that way. Follow that sword. Cool. Okie doke. And as you dash after it, it reaches this point where, uh, Belle, you and Heather had been look- had reached this part before. And you hadn't noticed any exits. But now you see that Sigurd is kind of hacking at some chains on the ceiling. And you realize there- there's another trap door there. And it keeps... there's another trap door. So, and it just keeps swinging and swinging, and then you hear a big jump! And the chains fall open, and the trap door just kind of falls to the ground because it's wood, and it's very mulchy now that nothing is holding it up. Hmm. <laughs> and you see, going up, if you're able to get up this trap door somehow, then there is a spiral staircase going up. Uh, hey, ga- hey, gang, I have an idea. Uh, okay. and I bring out... I pinpoint release Jade onto the staircase up there. Okay. And Oh, so like how you did in the... Yeah, how, how we did in the cave. Right. Uh, and I toss her up the rope. <laughs> Good work, girl. And start climbing. And as you climb and, uh... Jade kind of scoots back so that she can help pull you up as well. Um, what, oh, what order are you guys climbing? Well, I started, so. Yeah. Who's going next? I feel like Heather would push everyone now. Yeah, I was about to say that whoever says they're about to go next, they're not, because Heather is pushing you out of the way to, to climb this. So, she does. She's like, I... Okay, bitch. Whatever. Listen, beauty before age. I would also like to point out that she is definitely the same age as you guys. (laughs) She's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, you guys climb up the rope, no problem, and you're heading up the spiral staircase. And now that you're in here, Gabriel, you're... No, sorry, not Gabriel. Julian, you have the map. Julian, you're pretty sure that this is marked on the map as a feature that they noticed but they couldn't get access to. Hmm, it seems we just have to follow the staircase up to this door pathway that was blocked off. And we've got some Pokemon that can easily get through that. Yeah. Well, it just dawned on me, he's like, Oh, right, I didn't know which bat I caught. I should probably figure that out. I really yeah, let's, see. Let's see. Oh! Yeah, awesome, buddy. I think I'm... I think I thought about it. Regardless of which bat I caught, I'm gonna call you High Flyer. And it flaps around, and Heather kind of backs away, like, oh, just don't, don't let that get too close to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we'll we'll continue the greetings later. And I send them back. I just want to get out of here, and she does that. You know that gif of Emma Thompson from Scream Queens? Yeah, she does that pelt. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's let's get a move on. Okay, yeah. so as you it's climb, like pretty in pink over here. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, actually, she's wearing red. Fucking pretty and pinky over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, after a significant climb, you do get to a part where the stairs still keep going up, but there's also uh, some rubble blocking a doorway. Bring out Lee. Mid-heat! Now bring up my bud, Machop. Machop! Good old rock. Alright, boys. Here's the plan. Rocket! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically move those rocks. And they begin grabbing them and moving them to the side and punching through some of the bigger ones. And pretty quickly, the most of the rubble is cleared away. And you can actually see into the hallway that you would run into to get away from the bats. And from the in the distance, you can see those sparks that were the dead ends where you did end up going through those trap doors. Ah, okay. There is also a significant hole in the ground between you and where you were before, but now you know where you are. Okay, I also mark on the map. Doorway useful now. <laughs> Bring rope. Yes, good idea. Um, so are you going to keep going up? Yeah, we're going to keep going up. Yeah. Suppose so. Before you do, roll focus. Just, no, just... Jillian. Six, twelve, seventeen. Okay, so as you look up, you feel something pulling on the map. And you turn, and it's Heather. What are you doing? Oh, well, I just thought, I mean, you guys, you clearly know your way around this place, and I, well, I mean, I went a little bit of exploring, and then I fell down a hole. So I was thinking I would borrow this, and I'd get out of here, because I found the gems already, so I don't really need to be here anymore. I could just get out, and then maybe if I found you again, I could send you the map, or if I didn't have the map, then maybe I could just follow you on Pokestagram. Well, I'm sorry, Heather, but this isn't your map, this is our map. In fact, this is Indy's map. So, if you want to get out of this place, you're going to have to stick with us, okay? But I don't want to stay in here! It's cold, and it's dark, and it's dirty, I'm getting crime all over my new blazer, and my Pokemon look so sad, look at them! And then she's, she opens three Pokeballs, and out comes the Piplup, and a little Combi that has bows tied to its wings, <laughs> and a Badoo. Listen, once we're done here, we'll guide you all the way back to the entrance and you can go on your merry way with your merry Pokemon. How about that? Okay, fine. All right, everyone, let's follow the kids who apparently know their way around ruins and they don't want me to borrow their map. Borrow? It sounds more like you're going to take it. Listen, you need to understand. <laughs> That's all she says. <laughs> Julian staring a hole through her. Just... Let's keep climbing. So you keep climbing up as you do. Heather has kept her Pokemon out, so Piplup is riding on her shoulder. Meanwhile, she's babying the Badoo. She's like petting its head and giving the Gucci Gucci Goos, and the Combi just kind of flitting back and forth as it buzzes upwards. Hmm. Is it a male combi or a female combi? It's a female combi. Oh, that's rare. I know. I worked very hard to meet. 
I worked very hard to meet Claire, and then I finally found her. It was a beautiful summer evening. I was by the Valley Windworks. I was wearing a wonderful red and violet number. I'm sure you've seen it. And I held the honey aloft and I said, Oh, Combi, the most beautiful of all Pokemon, who evolves into the wonderful Vespaquen, please join me and together we can be the two most beautiful beings in all of Sinnoh. Hmm. That's a very charming tale. Well, Bill, I'm sure you know Stranger to Beautiful Pokemon. Did you mention that you also have a Badoo? Text pops up, Badoo! And then he sees the other Badoo. Badoo! Something happens and I'm head over heels for you. <laughs> His eyes turn into big oh, hearts. Sorry, that was my ringtone, guys. <laughs> His eyes turn into big hearts and the other Badoo kind of blushes. <laughs> And then Heather immediately pulls her back. No, no, now, Duchess, what did I tell you? No dating until you're level 18. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, what a card. Uh. Alright, so you keep going up. Heather keeps on pouting. Loudly. But (sighs) not just... I just lean over to Bella and like, did you how long were you putting up with this? Too long. You were searching for jewelry in a cave? Don't you normally get jewelry from a jeweler? Um, this is an antique, okay? This is gonna get me so many followers you don't even know. The hype is real. Well, you're around in that regard, I do not know. For antiques. Why are we even going up? I thought we were getting out of this place. Listen, we came here on a mission to find my aerodactyl. Oh my god, you are an aerodactyl? But they're so big and angry. Don't you judge my aerodactyl. You don't get to do that. <laughs> Why is your Aerodactyl even here? Because it ran away on me. You can't even control it? I didn't even have the chance because Team Astro decided to be a bunch of dickheads and fucking try and uh, steal it. It scared it. Um, that is not my problem. And you know what else isn't my problem? The fact that you don't even know how to control your own giant scary Pokemon. That's a dinosaur. It's like a hundred years old. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just ignore her, okay? Just keep on going. A hundred million years old? Fuck. Let's keep Language. on going, Julian. I am too pretty to know about time, okay? I wasn't too pretty to know. Period. Anyways, after all of this, you get to the top where you're basically inside a battlement and there's a big stone door that is pretty clearly leading outside. Like, you can hear wind whistling through it. Let's go. So you working together, I'm not gonna make you roll because I'm pretty sure that the combined force of three teens can open this door. Three cool teens and they're cool Pokemon. Just three teens. Heather is absolutely not helping you. Oh yeah. She is not getting dirty. (laughs) 
and you open the door to this foggy landscape. We didn't have it climbed up that high. Uh, it must just be the weather, I guess. I guess, it, can we look over the side to see how high we climbed up? Pretty significantly high, I mean... Oh, why I ask? The, the fog is thick enough that you can't actually see the ground. You can maybe see some lights in the distance of Orberg, but you, uh, you might want to watch your step, is the main takeaway. Alright. Okay. <sighs> Alright, gang. They really can't be far from here. Uh, let's stay quiet, and uh, hopefully find what we're looking for. You guys can do whatever you want. I'm st- I am not going out there. Okay? Sure, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, if you wish to stick around, we, I don't think we're going to be long. We can escort you back to the exit, but we have business. So you got the three of you are heading out onto the the wild mountains of Orberg Gate. Yeah. yeah. So as you guys walk out onto it, you can hear some little uh, flaps coming closer. And then, boop, it's Melody. Melody, come here. Here, here. Put out my Perch. Janet! You find it? Find it! <laughs> did, did you find the Aerodactyl? Aerodactyl! And then, from seemingly all around you, you can hear... Aerodactyl! 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 And you can hear <laughs> oh, the sound. It. You can hear the sound of larger wings flapping now, just. <laughs> and they're not coming closer to you, but you can see, just barely obscured by the fog, this huge form just kind of fly over you, and then it's gone again. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you found them. Okay. You guys don't actually have to come with me this far if you guys want to back out. But uh, I got I got to go catch this guy. Oh, and uh, you we got our fossil Pokemon. We're gonna see see it through to the end. I'm gonna make sure that you get your butt your buddy yeah. that was entitled to you. Thanks, guys. Okay, let's let's do this. Aerodactyl! Okay, I need you to volume it down a little bit. Aerodactyl! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, lead the way. Lead the way! And we follow Melody. Yeah, so she fl- flies, and every once in a while she pauses in midair to look back at you guys, and she's heading down, but she is being careful to find a way that you guys can actually follow. You're not just scaling a sheer cliff face. But it is pretty precarious, so you you grab, hold on to the edge, and you all sidle down. You go down one way, then you have to kind of turn and go down another way. You, and eventually she flutters and she perches just outside a cave, and she looks in it, and then she looks at you guys, and she just... I mean, she has a beak, but I guess she can still kind of smile. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume this is it, huh? This is it! Huh? Okay. Okay, now I'll return it. Yeah, I, I go in. All right. Now I'll follow. Yeah, we'll follow. So you walk in. It's a pretty dark cave. There's fairly smooth rock walls all around you, and it looks like it goes down pretty deep. I guess roll perception to 
find my aerodactyl in here? Or find a aerodactyl in here? Yeah, you can roll to see what you can determine. 15. Oh, was Julian the only one rolling? Yeah, I guess. Okay, okay, yeah, that works. Actually, yeah, that does work because you, you peer into the cave and you can make just out enough. Down at the end, there does seem to be the sleeping form of an aerodactyl in there. Okay, let's, let's go in. And so you carefully go in there, you get down, and you do reach, and yeah, it's you can't be sure if it's your aerodactyl, but it is an anaerodactyl. It is very big. Mm, I'm not sure if mine was even this big. Uh, does the Pokeball have like a function to like recognize, or the Pokedex? Have a function the Pokedex would have a function like that. Yeah. So I check my Pokedex. And there's a little radar shows up and it's pointing you to your left. I look left. And you, as you turn, it's like it's reading the area and all of a sudden, ding! And uh, it seems to be focusing on a random spot in the wall. And it, then your volume's still on max and it goes, Pokemon detected! And the large aerodactyl in front of you wakes up. And then the walls begin to shift. And you guys realize that these were not walls at all, but clusters upon clusters of aerodactyl just flattened against them. And you see all of these draconic heads begin to poke up. Aerodactyl! And then you feel some hot breath behind you, and you turn back to the one you guys had approached, and it is looming right in front of you. Arrow! Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium is a super fun network podcast. To stay updated on other SFN podcasts, follow us at RealSFN on Twitter. You can also follow Tanner at SparkyUpstart, Lindsay at LindsayM476, Ryan at RyanMitchellHTV, and Duncan at CloudHeadDuncan.